grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. When I was a little boy, we'll say about six or seven years old, I recall that there were moments where I would learn new words, words that I did not fully understand what they meant. And so I would, in my thinking I was really smart, I would use these words to my mom or dad or my teacher. And then be told, Matt, you can't say that word. That word means something I didn't really know about. They're not the sort of words I'm going to give you examples of in the sermon this morning. I needed the fullness of that word to be revealed to me. And the season of Epiphany is the season of revealing. Where God's glory is revealed in Jesus Christ. In this Jesus, the fullness of God, the glory of God, dwells in human flesh. That glory cannot always be seen. It is seen on the Mount of Transfiguration. As the glory of Jesus shines from his face, he is transfigured before Peter and James and John and Moses and Elijah appear with him. Then they see his glory. It is revealed. On this morning, we are going to reveal the fullness and glory and the depth of another word. A word we use all the time. And that is the word, Lord. We've sung it already this morning. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. And to dig into the depths of this word, we're going to go back to Moses. And our Old Testament reading from Exodus chapter 3. Where Moses encounters and has revealed to him the glory of God in a burning bush that is not consumed and a voice that speaks to him from that bush. And we see from the Lord God's encounter with Moses in that bush the depth And the richness of which the Lord God knows his people. He knows Moses by name. Before Moses has ever spoken with the Lord God himself, he is called by name out of the bush, Moses. Moses. Here I am. Do not come near. Take off your sandals from your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Here in the bush, Moses is in the presence of God's glory. The whole area around it is holy. 
And from there, the voice says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. I want you to notice how the Lord, who has already called Moses by name, speaks about his people Israel. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land. So here is the Lord God who knows Moses by name who sees his people, hears his people, knows his people, comes down to his people, and brings his people out of their slavery into a good land. The depths of which the Lord God knows his children. He sees them, he hears them, he knows them, he comes down to them, and he delivers them. And so it is with the Lord, the God of Israel, that he sees, hears, knows, comes down and delivers his dear children. And that would be the theme for how the Lord God would deal with Israel all throughout their history and how he deals with you and me, his new Israel. Oh, he hears you. He sees you. He even knows you. He comes down to you and delivers you out of your slavery and bondage to sin, death, and the devil. And he promises to bring you into a good land. A land of promise, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land presently occupied by enemies. But they will be cast out, they will be defeated, and you will live in a new heaven and a new earth with the Lord your God. That is the depth of which the Lord knows and cares for you. But it goes even beyond that for Moses. Moses says, if you were to read the rest of Exodus 3, our reading stops at verse 14. You keep going on. Moses is an incredibly reluctant prophet. And so he immediately begins to question God. If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. The God who knows his people has also seen fit that his people should know him. He reveals his name. I am who I am. I am has sent me to you. They will know the Lord your God, their God, who gives them his name and who also knows them in the way he comes down to deliver them out of their bondage. Now, this is kind of a different sort of name, and you've probably heard it before. Some people have translated out of the, the Hebrew as the word Yahweh, 
as the name of the Lord God. But as the Old Testament was passed down through the centuries, and even in the days of Jesus, when they would have read the Old Testament out of the Greek, the word that was used for God's name, I am who I am, was Lord. The Lord is the great I am. The Lord is the one who sees, hears, knows, comes down and delivers his people. And the thing about that word Lord is that we can use it all the time and not fully grasp the depth behind it. Do you think Peter grasped its depth when he said, Lord, it is good that we are here on the Mount of Transfiguration. And indeed it was good that Peter and James and John were there on the mountain with their Lord Jesus and the voice of God and with Moses and Elijah. But Jesus did not come down just to shine in glory for a select group of people. No, he came down to do what he did for Israel when they were slaves in Egypt. He came down to deliver them. Jesus came down to deliver you and me from our bondage to sin and death by going to the cross and bearing all of our sin and shame on himself. This Jesus, the one who shines in glory on the top of the mountain, is the one who sees, hears, knows, comes down, and delivers his dear children. When you call upon him as Lord... That is what you can count on from your Lord Jesus. That is what is all packed into that little word that is on our lips week in and week out, in our prayers, in our hymns, in our conversation, when we confess that Jesus is Lord Oh, it is that he is above things. He is master of all things, as that word Lord often means for us. This Jesus is, I am. This Jesus is the one who knows you, and you know him. It is believed that the very first Creed, which the Christian church used, that we just said the Nicene Creed this morning, as we often do, or we use the Apostles' Creed, is believed that the very first creed used among Christians, even in the time of the Apostles, was to say, Jesus is Lord. St. Paul seems to indicate that in Romans chapter 10. He says, one confesses that Jesus is Lord and believes that God raised him from the dead, he will be saved. Or in 1 Corinthians 12, where he says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It seems that it was common in the early church, amongst the first Christians, to say Jesus is Lord. With everything that comes with that word. And so, as Jesus comes and dwells among us today by his word, by his supper, 
We are here on the mountain, standing like Moses upon holy ground. Sure, the glory of Jesus is veiled by words spoken by a man or by bread and wine given from the altar. But nonetheless, the God who knows, sees his people, hears his people, knows his people, has come down today to deliver you and me. This Jesus is Lord. And all that goes with it. You know, that is the beauty of words. They oftentimes carry with it a whole meaning that we don't stop to comprehend. It is enough for you, dear Christians, to just say, Jesus is Lord. And what him being Lord, being the great I am, means. And what you can expect from him day in and day out. In a world where the name of Jesus is continually mocked and ridiculed and slandered, let it not be so among us. Let us continue to confess and proclaim and call upon our Lord Jesus. For he knows us. And thanks be to God. We know him. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.